Shade at Black Girls Texting. I know y'all see my text. You better answer me back. I'm Chels Pinky, also known as the washing machine queen. I'm classically trained. Me, 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 me. It's Glenn at That's My Brat. Wow, you did us. Goodbye. Welcome, welcome to Black Girls Texting. Tea is steadily spilled in our group chat, and each week we'll let you in on it. I'm Chels Pinky, also known as the Washing Machine Queen. I'm Glenn at Bedsty Brat. And I am Shade at Black Girls Texting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we're really excited this week to have a special guest with us. Hello. We are super excited. Welcome. Thank you, ladies. Tell the people who you are. My name is Adama, and I'm an astrologer from Lilith Astrology. Yeah, so I met Adama at um, a party, actually the one I was de- uh, bartending for um, our friend of the podcast, Young Moisture. Oh, yes. Yeah, and just her energy was super strong. And I feel like you read me like in the party, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's what it was. <laughs> I did a little impromptu reading. Yeah. I was like, she needs to come on the show. (laughs) So we're so excited because we're all astrology obsessed and we have all of these like horoscope apps on our phone. Those two are more than I am. Yeah, I was going to say me and Shade especially. (laughs) I think I really credit it to my like interior um, narcissism or something because I'm like, what else can I learn about myself? Tell me more things. (laughs) But I I do think there's it's a time right now where everybody is like into their signs and like looking at it as a as a window into learning more about themselves and their journey and their path. So why astrology, Adama? Like what brought you into it and what was that process of becoming an astrologer? So I'm gonna say something very astrologer esque. Um (laughs) I would actually fell into astrology through my Saturn return. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) so does that mean yeah (laughs) so the saturn return is your astrological coming of age so that's really where the universe um knocks you kind of right onto your life path if you're not following it or if you're doing something that's completely against what you should be doing for you know the next saturn cycle of your life um so that's around the ages of 27 and it really like the pinnacle of it is 29 and a half and then it's complete i i think it's really complete 31 so it's supposed to be complete at 30 i think it's totally the energy is done at 31 so it starts at 27 you said yeah around 27 and see yeah because i'm like what Mm -hmm. what the fuck is going on right now (laughs) yep i knew it i saw it in your chart so we'll we'll get to that oh it's in my fucking chart oh my god we'll get to that no glenn you cannot you cannot divulge information i need to okay just see this is chelsea and i am a bit of a skeptic so i want to know if it's real but also i have seen it i've seen it be real you're the capricorn right yeah, I'm the Capricorn. Yeah, it's very she Capricorn of you. Mm-hmm. And, and you actually have a you have a stellium in Capricorn, so you have four planets in the sixth house, which is a Virgo house in Capricorn. So you're very about logic, and oh, um, what you see fixed. is what you get. Yeah. So okay. you're, yeah. Oh my god! Actually, excited. actually, I, I want to learn about Capricorn it. is actually a cardinal energy. What does that mean? So you are one of the signs that ushers in a season. So you actually are a natural leader. 
Um, and you, you're, you're one of the signs that can take initiative and you're go getter. I mean, I can see in your chart that you are, you have a great work, work ethic. So amazing. Okay, wait. Oh, yeah. and she's a skeptic. Now you're <laughs> reveling like, in I'm all like, of your traits. And I'm like, girl, facts. No, <laughs> I'm so done. Oh my gosh, I'm really excited. Yes. I'm so okay. excited. Oh yeah, go ahead, Shadi. Yeah, I was gonna say. So what? I guess not necessarily studies, but like, are there people that are more like clairvoyant that are like more inclined to be astrologers, or like, do people learn more about this through education from other astrologers? Like, how do you do this? Yeah, I would say, honestly, a combination of that. Um, most astrologers will tell you, you know, it's all in the chart. Um, mm-hmm. You learn from, there's actually um, councils and organizations that have schools for astrologers. The one that I went to was NCGR, um, National Geocosmetic Council Research. Um, but there's ISAR, um, there's, you know, a bunch of different international organizations you know, you choose the one that works for you and you learn all the technical aspects. So from drawing a chart by hand um, to understanding the math and understanding what placements mean and certain aspects and um, what certain signs mean um, and, you know, the houses, you learn all of those technical aspects. But it also is a combination of an ability to work with others and read them um, from a spiritual perspective. I myself am actually claircognizant. Um, so I, it's a little different than clairvoyant where clairvoyance is more you seeing things, which I do have dreams, um, that can be prophetic, but generally Mm -hmm. it's more of a knowing. So when I'm giving a reading to someone, it's, it's obviously I'm looking at the chart, but it comes from another place as well. The information that I get. So I combine both of those things. Interesting. Yeah. So then what are your thoughts on when people say it's a pseudoscience? <laughs> For me, I believe Sorry. everyone <laughs> I believe everyone has, you know, their own beliefs. And um, I think in the same vein, someone may be atheist and not believe in, you know, more organized religions or, um, you know, certain beliefs may not resonate with them. I think it's the same thing with astrology. And I've just kind of found it that, you know, I can give a skeptic a reading, but it's not up to me to completely change their mind, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually have given skeptics readings and they were like kind of shook. So I actually <laughs> like it um, because they're like, you don't know me. How do you know that from this? Like what's going on? And I, I mean, I, I do like I do enjoy giving skeptics readings, but at the same time, if, if someone has a hard time believing in it, it's kind of difficult to convince someone otherwise because everyone has, you know, their own beliefs. Wait, I have a question about that, too. So, like, I find it so weird when people meet me and they're, they'll say, you are such a Sagittarius or something. And it makes me feel like, so what are you saying? I have no sense of, like, Glenn identity. Like, how are we just, mm-hmm. you know, so connected same. to, yeah, all the same. Like, our, our signs really just make up our identity that much like do you believe it has that much bearing on ourselves so when someone you know says to you like oh you are such a Sagittarius or me I'm a Scorpio you know somebody like oh you're such a Scorpio they're actually referring to their sun sign and that is only one small aspect of your chart it's it's I think also due to you know popular culture 
everyone knows their sun sign and kind of refers to that and thinks that's the makeup of their, I would like to say, astrological DNA. But that is just one layer to a bunch of different layers. And um, I mean, I think also you have different planets that rule different aspects of your life. So someone may say you're such a Sagittarius, but a boyfriend or, you know, a loved one may think completely otherwise mm. because it just depends on that aspect of your life. Um, so I, I really think, everyone's think I'm an unique. astrologer. I'm like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, gosh. Wait, before we continue, what is your sign? I'm a Scorpio sun, Cancer rising, and a Leo moon. <gasps> Leo moon! Yes. So, so I, I consider that the trifecta, or I don't know trifecta, but like the three pillars of your personality. So really when someone asks, what's your sign, you should really give all three because mm-hmm. that gives you a little more information um, into what this person is like versus just like, oh, I'm a Scorpio. Yeah, that's like one little, you know, that's one small layer of it. Can you tell us more about what each of those houses, like how they rule? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it's actually really easy. I know that the wheel can look very daunting and confusing, but there are 12 houses, like there are 12 signs. And each house is ruled by a different sign and a different planet. So okay. if you want to take someone who's in Aries rising, they're actually the only rising sign that has every house line up with their rulership. So Aries and the planet Mars rules the first house. So that first house is all about self. Okay. So Aries as a sign as well is all about the self. Mars is about action and how you um, move ahead. So it's kind of like the first step you take is Mars. It's also um, the first breath of life. So actually in astrology, um, the first house and Aries is the start of a new cycle and is the astrological new year. So the spring equinox for us versus like January 1st is actually the new breath and a new cycle and a new year. Um, So you kind of think of it that way. And also it's kind of like the stereotype of Aries, how they can be very like childlike in a sense that they put themselves first, but that Mm. is because that is where the self lives. So if you're an Aries rising, you are, and also that's a cardinal sign as well. It ushers in the spring season. So if you're Aries rising, you are a leader, a go-getter, you know, very spontaneous. Um, It's a fire sign as well. So it it exudes that fire energy and it's all about, um, you know, a lot of people are very athletic. People that have Aries risings, they tend to be athletic. Um, they tend to just have a lot of fire energy. Um, so that's the first house. Um, should I just like move through? Yeah, why not? The houses, yeah. Or, or at least the, um, the like three. the sun. Yeah, the sun, moon, and, and rising. So and the sun is actually, that is in the fifth house. Okay. And that is actually the house of Leo. And the sun and Leo I mean, when the sun is in the fifth house and in the sign of Leo, it is at home. That is, the, if you think of the sun, when you first, when you look into the sun, you don't see anything around it. And that is also Leo energy. So that's kind of why there's a stereotype of Leos love to be the center of attention. Um, they're creative. They have bright, you know, vibrant energy. They're a fire sign. Um, and also the fifth house is a creative house as well. Creative self-expression. Um, so the fifth house, Leo and the sun are all linked together. Okay. The moon is actually in the fourth house, and that is also the house of Cancer. 
Um, so the fourth house is all about your home, um, emotional foundation, your ancestral roots, and the moon and cancer are also all about that as well. So it's an easy way to remember it. Like there's classical rulers within each house and there's a planet and then there's a sign. So, wait, so Capricorn, wait, yeah. oh, sorry. No, yeah, I think we're probably going to ask the same thing. because I'm like, so Capricorn doesn't have their own house? They do. Every okay. sign has their own house. So Our sign has a house, Chelsea. So wait, but there's <laughs> every sign has a house Correct. and a planet. Yeah. But then there's like the planets have like something else as well, right? Like there's um, some- So yeah, the planets can rule a certain sign. Right. Um, so there's... So you kind of think of it as like the, those, the, the, you have the circle, you have the wheel, and then those lines that break it up represent the houses. And I kind of remember in my mind, like, um, people live in a certain house. Okay. <laughs> and so I think of the planets as people, they're actually um, linked to mythology, um, the planets. So that's actually studying Greek, Roman, um, and ancient mythology is a great way to remember um, the archetypal energy of planets, but I just think of the planets as people and they're living in that house. So when you think of a birth chart, it's all mixed up. Mm-hmm. So that is where you get the unique behavior is some of the Aries rising has everything classically laid out. They have, you know, Aries in the first, um, Taurus in the second, Gemini in the third, they have all the rulerships all lined up. But say you have a Capricorn rising, which Glenn you do, it's completely different. And then you have planets just in different houses, and some of the planets are more comfortable in certain houses, and some of the planets are not as comfortable in other houses, and then you have aspects to each of those planets. So that so kind like, of... Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. You, you can go, <laughs> we're, all, we're all very excited. Um, yeah. <laughs> wait, okay, so correct me if I'm wrong, but Leo is ruled by Mercury. So Leo is ruled by the sun. Oh, the sun... Oh! Yep. Oh God! But is that what makes yep. it a sun sign? <laughs> so sun sign, sign means so sun sign. When you say sun sign, that means like the sun is in a specific sign in your chart. So in my chart, since oh. I'm a Scorpio sun, the sun is in Scorpio. Regardless of if it's ruled by a Leo, it's in in my chart. The sun is in Scorpio. So actually, one of you is a Leo rising. Let me. I think Chelsea. Probably Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. yeah, Chelsea's the Leo rising. Okay, wait, gotcha. can we, okay. Play a, we, we play a, cl- a, a game on our show. It's called On Red or Reply. and Because this is black girls texting. Yeah. So whenever you get a text, you can either choose to leave it on red. So that's like if you don't care for it, it's not for you. Or you reply. So that's like if you are here for it, you love it. Does that, does the, do the rules make sense? So On Red... I want to like, reply. Yeah, so on red is like, fuck that. Reply is like, oh, yeah, I'm for that. Okay. Okay, cool. so <laughs> we're going to, it's like a, a spitfire fast game. So you either say, on red, I hate it, reply, love it. Okay. So Scorpios are trash. On red. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're a Scorpio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, but wait, we can allow, put yeah. that question in there. I've had terrible experiences with Scorpio men. Men. Well, and people say it all over the place. It's kind of like, you know, what people say. Wait, that's a good point. Are, is it different if you're a man or a woman and you hold the exact same signs? So there's no two charts that are alike and no sun sign is created equal. Um, I, don't, I don't believe 
in certain genders energy being different. I think it's just people are all different and signs are all different because you have other layers added to it. Mm. And I think for you, Glenn, actually like looking at your chart, Scorpio triggers something extreme with you. Oh, um, Jesus. Not to mention you're a Sagittarius, which in the classical sense, Sagittarius and Scorpio are just completely two different people. Mm. One is um your fire and Scorpio is like extreme water and it douses out fire. Oh, oh my God. That makes this. so much sense. <laughs> like for you, Glenn, like they're triggering your Pluto and Scorpio and your Venus and Scorpio. So that's like a heavy trigger. <laughs> wow. And that, that can be a very, and it's also squaring. Um, and I can talk about this, this, it's actually an asteroid in, um, astrology but chiron is it's squaring your chiron in the seventh house in leo so that is just like yeah th- that's just like a lot of tension and um i can see they're they're just it's not gonna work oh <laughs> my goodness yeah. interesting yeah. that makes all the sense okay yeah. so that leads me to my next cut question. it off <laughs> dating okay dating a sign you're technically incompatible with would you leave it on red or reply on red. Damn. Yeah. Really? Because there's so many layers to people. Um, I, it, I, I've just seen people who are the same sun sign, you know, get divorced or never working out. And I've seen people who are complete opposites and, you know, it's harmonious. So there's just a lot of different factors. Like I would say with compatibility for me, the most important placements to look at are um, the moon Venus, Mars, and you're rising on like initial attraction because you have to obviously be attracted to even get to the next step. So I don't even really think the sun sign is as important, but kind of like with Glenn, you have to also look at triggers too. Oh, okay. So you're saying it is okay to date someone that you're technically incompatible with. Like your sun sign is incompatible with, but you can look at the moon, Venus, Mars, rising. Because girl, I'm over here taking notes. Yes. (laughs) She has her notepad. Like I think for you, Glenn, like a sign that probably isn't classically compatible with a Sagittarius that you could try is a Taurus. Oh. I think that could. And that's my rising. I like Taurus. That's your moon, actually. Oh, that's my moon, right? My rising. And you're a Capricorn rising. So you still have a lot of, you have a lot of earth energy. Mm. Oh, I was going to say you should have yeah. dated my ex. Oh my Jesus. <laughs> that would have been a depressing, depression land. But um, <laughs> Taurus, okay, okay. Okay, What what's next, Chelsea? Um, also, Mercury retrograde. So this was kind of us just trying to understand what exactly does that mean? Because you see it all over the place. And it's coming yes, up. Yes, it's coming. It's coming on um, July 7th. And actually, one of you, let me look here. July 7th. Let me type that down. So one of you has, oh, Shade, you have Mercury retrograde and Leo in your chart, and that's the sign that it's starting out in. So, so what is, yeah. People who have Mercury retrograde in their chart actually function better <laughs> during Mercury retrograde. So that's good Hallelujah. news for you. Oh my Hallelujah. God, that's so interesting. You can and have actually, Mercury retrograde. Someone in else chart? does too. One second. Please, um, God, is it me? Please let it be yes, me. Glenn, Glenn, you have it. <laughs> And so my life is just going to be in shambles. Yeah, Chelsea, you you have um, Mercury and Capricorn, hence the logical thought process. Okay. Um, But so let me explain Mercury. 
Okay. So Mercury is the planet of communication. It rules the signs Virgo and um, Gemini. Mm-hmm. And it's all about how you think, communication, thought process, um, short distance travel. That's why like Geminis are, you know, social and they're kind of bouncing from place to place and kind of like thinking one way one minute, one way the next minute because thought rules them. And they're more of the social, chatty, social butterfly side of Mercury. And then Virgo Gemini is more... rising over here. Yeah. Crazy. Wait, and, and then, then Virgo. Like, and Virgo is more like the data analytics, mm. um, more of the grounded version of um, Mercury. So they kind of mm. rule both sides. So when this planet is going retrograde, it slows down the thought process. It slows down everything that's ruled by Mercury. So that's why people are always like, oh, my... You know, iPhone broke or, you know, I sent a message and no one got it or, you know, I was late 15 million times this week. Um, that's why those little things come up because Mercury rules um, that. Um, so it's going retrograde in the sign of Leo on July 7th. Are there any things that can be like any good that can come of it, even if it does like a f- negatively affect you? Like, I feel like I've heard like it can just dig up. Yep emotions stuff. and stuff that you have to like sort through like is yeah. there a way we can put a nice spin on mercury retrograde as it comes up mm. i think it's a great slow down and reflection time i think it's really all about slowing down reflecting um not making any new moves they say not to get into new relationship um not to start any new initiatives not to launch anything it's really a time to reflect and they always say, you know, exes come back or old friends from the past or, you know, you may visit old, you know, places you went with your family and just experience like old times. And it's just a time to revisit those things and either put anything to bed that kind of was left unopened. Um, you know, it's kind of it. I think the positive is just a time to slow down. And I think it's nice that it's happening in the summer because it kind of slows everyone down. Like after exiting Gemini season, like I was exhausted. Like a lot of people I know are exhausted. They're just bouncing around from place to place. So now mm-hmm. we're in cancer season and it's Mercury retrograde. It's time to just take a step back and really work, you know, inward and look inward. That sounds lovely. Yeah. Although me and Shade sounds like we'll be high functioning. Yeah. During this period. Yeah. And you know, actually like with this, I'll take a break. <laughs> And you know, like retrogrades in the birth chart actually point to past life struggles that are kind of brought over um, to this life. So anyone also with Mercury retrograde in the past life, they uh, may have been stifled um, when speaking or just felt like they didn't have a voice or weren't able to fully um, function and use, you know, their their speaking and, and, and you know, be more prominent in society. And so that doesn't mean that's happening completely in this life. But it's just something subconscious that now you're trying to karmically move forward from that. Um, so I think outside of Mercury retrograde periods, you may find sometimes that you have to take that extra step to fully communicate and express hmm. yourself. Okay, so for the people that like really don't know much about this, like myself, I just want to recap to make sure I'm understanding. So Mercury retrograde this time is happening in leo so that means if you have mercury in leo it's good for you otherwise it slows you down yeah if you don't have mercury retrograde in your chart yeah okay but then are there other times where mercury retrograde could be good for me 
or it will always be bad for me. <laughs> it's not in a sense slow, of slow, slow. slow. Yeah, I wouldn't say bad. Um, and, I, you know, it happens multiple times a year. And it's actually on the 19th moving into Cancer. So it's going from Leo and into Cancer. Um, and those are completely different energies. So I think just thinking about your responses before answering a question, mm. especially at work or dealing with professional things, um, dealing with, you know, relationships and family members, like taking a moment to think about your response before moving forward. Um, cause you have that fire energy, that Leo. Um, and then, you know, with it moving into cancer, I think it's a little bit softer of energy, but it's still a time to reflect cancer. A lot yeah. of cancers, you can kind of call them, they just really live in the past a lot. Mm-hmm. So I think during that time, you can expect some people. Oh my god, people from the shit on cancers all the time. So yeah, like, they I do. Like I feel bad for the for them too. I love yeah. cancers and the Scorpios. Do. They just I like cancers. I, I, I love really cancer. about Gemini's and, and Gemini's. Leo's. Yeah, <laughs> a chick like, that Leo in there. I never heard. <laughs> <laughs> Well, with all that hate being said, we would love to jump into learning more about our charts. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And if there's anything you see along the way that maybe might illuminate um, things for our our listeners, too, uh, feel free to share that as well. Yeah. yeah. So who shall I start with first? Shade. Yep. That's what I was going to say, too. I was going to say, let's start with hater Chelsea. But sure. (laughs) I'm I'm ending this finale. <laughs> so Shade, you are a Scorpio rising, a Leo sun in the tenth house. Wait, wait, wait. Scorpio rising? Yeah, you're a Scorpio rising with Pluto actually on your rising in Scorpio. Glenn, you definitely yeah. sent her the wrong time. You said I, ten ten or something like that. Ooh. No, I didn't. I was born at like one AM. I'm a Gemini oh, rising. That I have one PM girl. I have one PM down. Okay. Or one PM. You didn't say A. A-M. Oh, okay. Let me let's like rewind here. All right. Sorry. Oh, whoops. Okay. (laughs) Totally different chart. Totally different chart. I was like, like, wow, this girl is intense. I know. I was like, whoa, it makes sense. I don't even think I have any Scorpio in my chart at all. Let's see. No. Well, so you do. Um, and actually, everyone oh, has every everyone sign. Does the past seven years or whatever that yeah, like Pluto, Pluto and Scorpio, and Scorpio in the sixth yeah. house. Every sign is actually in your chart. Everyone's chart just depends oh, on if really? there's planetary. Oh, yeah, every sign you have twelve houses. Oh, every sign is in your chart. Just depends on if there's a planet placed in that house that gives energy. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I got it. So you actually do. Let's start with so you're Gemini rising. Yes! <laughs> so that's correct. You're a Leo sun in the fourth house and Aquarius moon in the ninth house. Um, So I actually kind of want to dig into your Pluto and Scorpio in the sixth because why not? I'm a Scorpio. Um, And this is actually a generational planet. You're correct. Um, And most, it's most millennials. Some millennials, you know, the ones that come after are different. But Pluto and Scorpio is actually a very unique and transformative generation to be a part of. And I think you should feel proud of it. Um... You yes. have it in the sixth house. So I think that daily life, you want to do something deeper than just the nine to five grind. Um, Amen. Oh my God. I think when Pluto is in Scorpio, it's actually in its home sign. So it gives extra potency to this planetary placement. And it's all about 
transformation, um, deeper meaning, destruction um, of, you know, just old values. That's the whole point of our generation. Um, it's It takes a couple hundred years for Pluto to get back to its sign. So the universe oh. has actually been waiting for this generation to come and dismantle. That's why a lot of us are, you know, yes. st- you know starting groups to help fight back against, you know, the status quo and we have these conversations we have podcasts we have youtube and we have so all crazy. these mediums to dismantle and destruct what's going on and all three of us would have our pluto and scorpio glenn does um but chelsea oh i think you do yeah so if there's like <laughs> a range of birth years or something right yeah it's 1990 so it's 1983 to 92. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So you guys all are, and I am, I'm part of it as well. Um, hey. Woo. But yeah, I mean, you don't like the humdrum, boring <laughs> nine to five life. Um, and so your Mercury retrograde in Leo in the third house actually as well. <laughs> now with this actual correct chart. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I was like, um. yeah. So I think you, you know, you, and I think this speaks for your, itself with your podcast, but you love to communicate creatively um, and you love to express yourself. I think, though, in your early life, it wasn't always that way. I think maybe getting older, you've come into your own and you feel like you can fully express yourself. But I think mm-hmm. in the past, probably specifically in childhood, um, you weren't able to do that. I don't know if that's correct, but you know what's so licks. interesting? Do you are you familiar <laughs> yeah. with the uh, the app, the pattern? I am. I haven't like explored it too much, but I have it like downloaded, and I oh my gosh, the pattern little. talks about that so much in like my expression, and I was wondering if it's because it's like picking up on my moon in Aquarius, because it's like you might have felt like the odd one out, and I'm like, huh? Yeah, like, moon in Aquarius doesn't feel so Aquarius they're kind of known as the weirdos of the zodiac yeah (laughs) they they just don't they're ruled by the planet Uranus and they just really don't care what other people think about them um and they operate on a completely different plane than all the other signs um and you have your moon in the ninth house in Aquarius but you also have it next to or we call it conjunct um Saturn retrograde in Aquarius in the ninth house um, so I think that also speaks to a delay in fully feeling comfortable and expressing that part of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also, I mean, that, I think that energy comes from past life with the um, Saturn retrograde. Um, but Saturn slows things down and slows down development because it wants you to learn hard lessons. So I think there were just some mm-hmm. difficult lessons. I don't know if, if religion has played a part at all um, in your early life. But yes. maybe that was it as well. Yeah. Yes. Shook it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Shadi, are you crying? <laughs> no. Don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to make you cry. No, this is amazing. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think all those things can stifle creativity and stifle personal growth. Not to say, I'm not saying religion stifles personal growth, but I think something being placed on you. Yep. Um, and not being able to form your own opinion can can do that. Oh, my, oh gosh. my God. Nail on the head. Um, let's go to your sun because the sun. So the sun is Yay. also your life path. <laughs> 
So you know what's funny? I think it's funny, Glenn, that people are like, you're such a Sag. Because actually people, when they first meet someone and when they're expressing themselves, it's the rising and Mm -hmm. then you get to know them and the moon comes out. But your sun is really your life path and you don't really get to express your sun until later in life, until you've matured more. That's so interesting because I actually yeah. don't feel like a typical sad. Yeah, in a lot like of you ways. probably feel more like a Taurus. Yeah, because that's what so. you are on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. So your moon is who you are on the inside. So I mean, you're a Leo sun in the fourth, which actually is a Cancer house. So that gives your sun a little bit of Cancer energy. Um, so I think you actually feel most comfortable expressing yourself fully at home. Like mm-hmm. I think you really like. You feel the most comfortable in familiar surroundings and with your friends and with family. And I think that's when the Leo really comes out. Um, and also the moon comes out as well. So I think also in your family life or also, I don't even want to say family life. Also in your early life, you may have Mm -hmm. felt weird. So like you felt like you couldn't fully express yourself. You couldn't express Mm -hmm. that Aquarius because you're like, ah, people won't understand me. Um, but I think now you you definitely you're getting past that. And I think this podcast is truly helping you um, kind of yes. get get over oh get through God. that. Yeah. Um, another thing I noticed is you have Mars and Gemini in the twelfth. Um, so the twelfth house, I feel like anybody when I see twelfth house placement, you have extreme intuition. Um, mm-hmm. And when Mars is in Gemini in the twelfth house, I think you you really act based on intuition and thoughts that may pop up. So, you know, you may be feeling something one day and that's how you decide you're going to do it versus somebody who's, you know, things are based on logic. Yours is more based on your intuitive power. And impulsiveness, Um, maybe? Yeah, impulsiveness. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. That's definitely me. (laughs) It's been um, so interesting to hear all of this. I'm like, wow. Yeah, yeah I, want, I want to hear Glenn's. Yeah, should we, should we switch to, to Glenn? Is there anything sure. else that we need to know about Sade? Working with her, is there anything we need to know about her? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, the Pluto and Scorpio on the 6th. So the 6th is work life. And I think, you know, the topics that you guys go into I, are extremely deep. I think, you know, there's a lot of fun... And there's a lot of lightheartedness to your podcast, but I think also going deeper, you know, the Juneteenth podcast, I think really spoke to me. Um, and that's a very Pluto and Scorpio topic. So I think infusing those things will help feed you personally. Yes. Um, and I think will help more people gravitate to your message and what you're doing. Oh, I love that. Um, Okay. I have one more. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to cut you off. Oh, well, so one more thing is the midheaven. Um, mm-hmm. So your midheaven is actually also in Aquarius. So What's midheaven? So your midheaven is your, it's like your career calling and what you're going to be known for. Ooh. And you oh need to embrace your Aquariusness. <laughs> awesome. That, and you are supposed to be, you know, Aquarius rules the internet and networking and groups of people. So you're really Ooh. supposed to be known. And I think you also may become more philanthropic um, as you become more known. So I think that's another that's another aspect as well. I love it. Yeah. Okay, my I last question, that. and then we can go on to Glenn. Love, because I my Venus I think is in what is my Venus in? My 
Venus is in Virgo, which is so crazy to me. (laughs) Yeah. So that's actually a little bit of an uncomfortable place for Venus to be in is the sign of Virgo. Hmm. Um, People with Venus and Virgo are attracted more to um, you really like organization when it comes to your love life, whether it be partners or even friendships. You Mm -hmm. like structure. You like organization. Um, I think you you might analyze your partners a lot Mm -hmm. um and i think yeah (laughs) and i think also you like to are you a homebody when you're in a relationship in a relationship yeah yeah Yeah. so i think you also like to stay at home um but one actual um thing i want to comment on is hello oh yeah we're here okay we're here sorry Sorry, the dog started barking and i was like Mute. Mm-hmm. No, it's okay. Keep going. <laughs> um, is the asteroid Juno. Mm-hmm. Um, so the asteroid Juno, it describes the soulmate or the marriage partner. Oh, yes. <clears throat> so you actually have that squaring your Venus. Um, you have Juno in Gemini in the 12th house. Um, so the person you may end up with, the, the person that, and you may not be with them forever, but they are like the life changer, soulmate, that person in your soul group is completely different from what you like. <laughs> completely different from oh what you like. Oh, my God. Yeah, this, this person is, is... And they may not be a Gemini, but they, they probably are um, more more talkative, intelligent, um, communicative. Um, and they're in the 12th house, so I think this person may also be private. They may be a tad spiritual. They may believe in, you know something a little bit out of the ordinary and have beliefs that are different Um, you're gonna meet him at one of your events yeah he's coming up sis (laughs) but he's completely different from your venus and virgo because venus is what what you like it's not Mm -hmm. really like who you should end up with because a lot of the time like your venus can you know form like a difficult aspect to your sun or to more of your personal planets Mm -hmm. so it's like what you like so it may not be the best for you. Like, Glenn, you like Scorpio energy. I like energy. Scorpios. Exactly. Yeah, you like Scorpio energy, oh but that may that not be the best uses. for you. Yeah. 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 My ex was a Taurus and a, I think a Virgo moon and rising. And I don't know how I even did that. I'm like, what? <laughs> All that earth? Yeah, like, girl, that's a lot of earth. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank I love you. Thank you Wait, next. let's move on to Glenn. Yeah. Ooh. So, Glenn. Okay. So you are a Capricorn rising, Sagittarius Ooh. sun in the 12th house, and you have your Taurus moon in the 4th house. Okay. Um, so I kind of want to just go to the Venus in Scorpio and mm-hmm. the Pluto in Scorpio. And you have that actually in the 10th house. Um, so I kind of mentioned how Scorpio triggers something for you. So like Pluto is a very karmic planet to trigger. Um, it's all about transformation and death and destruction. And um, it's all really all about like when Pluto is transiting a certain planet in your chart, there is like the removal of something and Pluto doesn't care if you like it or not. Wow. So I don't know. Like, I don't know when you dated Scorpios. Do you they feel like you're my you, whole. Yeah. Shit like and like changed. gut me out. Yeah. I'm like, what just happened? Like you, your life is never the same. Yes, they just yeah. like they're a strong force. Yeah, oh and you also God. have that right by your Venus in Scorpio. So, 
you like that, but I mean, it's a very difficult thing to go through. Do you meet them at work? Because you actually have it, or or through like work endeavors or public life, like how, school. School. Okay. okay yeah. Mm-hmm. So you work. Yeah. yeah. So it's in the tenth house. You can attract them in a career setting, mm-hmm. and then you actually also have it squaring your um, Chiron in Leo in the seventh house. So let me. I'll touch upon Chiron a little bit. It's actually the wounded healer in Greek mythology. And wherever that's placed in your birth chart, there are some, they can be childhood trauma or childhood wounds. Um, they can also be past life. So for you, the seventh house rules relationships. So you have that in your relationship house and that's squaring your oh, Venus and Scorpio. So it's triggering not only Pluto and Scorpio, but it's triggering your Chiron. Um, so a lot of childhood wounds come up in terms wow. of relationships when you're with somebody like that. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Um, I'm literally never talking to a Scorpio ever. Have you ever dated a Leo? <laughs> Swear to God, no. Oh, should I be looking at Leos? No. So that's another. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I was like me. I was like, well, you know, Shadi yeah. loves me, so what's good? But remember, it's oh, it's it's not just yeah. <laughs> Actually, I have a question. When you yeah. say, "Have you ever dated a Leo?" Yeah. Do you mean has she ever dated a Leo rising? Leo, I would say someone with prominent Leo energy, so it could okay. include that, mm-hmm. yeah. Because okay. to me, like, when you have a prominent sign, to me, if it's, like, rising sun, um, moon, then mm-hmm. that means, like, I'm, a, I'm basically, if I was a dude, you wouldn't want to date me. Because right. <laughs> I'm Scorpio sun, Leo rising, or Leo uh, moon. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but it triggers something. A Leo can trigger childhood wounds in terms of relationships. I don't know. Are your parents... No, my parents, but they're, um, I wonder what their risings and stuff are. Yeah. My dad's a Sag, and okay. I wonder if he's a, I don't know, that's another person that everyone says is like a pure Sag, and my mom is a Cancer. Oh, wow. And like, what, how did that happen? Wow, yeah. I wonder what her, like, the rest of her chart is. I know, right. I might have to do their charts. Yeah. Um, wait. So you but, need to find mm-hmm. a Taurus, Glenn. Basically. Yeah. So I'll speak more on the Taurus, um. Having your moon in a sign, that, that's really your comfort level with certain energies. So when you have a Taurus moon, that is who you are inside and that's who you are at home. Honestly, like when you're picking a roommate or you want to live with somebody, you look at their moon because oh. that's going to tell you way more about who they are versus their sun. So you want to have the same moon? Yeah, like okay. really strong partnerships a lot of the time. They may have completely different suns, but they have the same moon, and that really strengthens the relationship. Wow. Um, yeah. That's interesting to So I, I feel like you would do well with, like, looking at your chart. Definitely somebody with prominent Taurus energy. I think Virgo energy, because you have um, Jupiter and Virgo in the eighth house, and there are some great aspects to it. Um, and Jupiter is actually the planet of luck and expansion and growth. So mm. a, a Virgo could, you know, walk in and really help you grow personally. Ooh, okay. That's what I'm looking yeah. for then. Yeah. One question. When you said sun, Sag sun in the 12th house, I feel like you were like, oh, oh let's talk about that. Yeah. what does that mean? So the 12th house is, is just a very intuitive house. Anyone who has those placements, I'm just like, you've got some psychic-ish going on. <laughs> yes. So with the sun there, like a lot of... And uh, you have Sagittarius. I think that's why you are really interested in topics like these, because you want to expand your knowledge about um, 
the universe and things beyond this realm. Mm. Um, and I think some of the information you may get just in your daily life comes from that place. Um, it's like, do you, do you have a lot of dreams that are very realistic or maybe even nightmares that happen um, all the time? Kind of, yeah. And like, I always feel like I'm like, I know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> like that really colors your Sagittarius sun with Pisces energy. That's a Pisces house. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that's, I mean, it's a a very helpful placement to have, especially in terms of creativity as well, because Mm -hmm. a lot of the time creativity doesn't come from a rational place. It's just like you pull it from the air and you're like, Oh, let's Mm. make this work. And I think, uh, you know, this podcast also is an example of that. You guys, this is like your brainchild. So, um, it just coming from a place of, it's not a logical place. Oh, I love that. Um, Let's talk about your Mercury retrograde. So you have Mercury retrograde and Sagittarius in the 11th house, and that's conjunct or next to your Mars and Sagittarius. So I think you you have a lot of friends. I think you're driven by, um, I think you can be social. You're driven by, you know, meeting new people and experiencing new places, and that Mm -hmm. can help your knowledge grow. Um, Maybe in the past, though, like growing up, that may not have always been the case. You might have been not as outgoing or you Mm -hmm. may have like not felt like what you said was as widely received Mm -hmm. as probably now. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So again, I mean, I think there's some themes because it's in themes with all three of you that I think this podcast is helping you move forward from that past Mm. Like that trusting my voice. Yeah, trusting your voice. You do always say that. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, nice. what's up with Chelsea? But before yeah. we begin, can I just make sure we have the right information? Because Glenn. Ma'am. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, let me make sure. Hold on. <laughs> so January 18th, 1993 at 5.44 p.m. in Brooklyn. Yes. Okay. I have that. So you're a Leo rising. A do, 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 a Capricorn Sun and mm. a Sagittarius Moon, and you are the one with the stellium what? in the sixth house. Wait, she's a Sag Sag Moon, moon in the fifth house. Yeah. Yes. Remember, we were saying yeah. she, we're like all one of each other. Yeah. Well, she's one of all of us. Oh my God! But yeah. wow, you do low key can have you have some Sagittarius energy. I can see that yeah. um, when I you're very comfortable. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay so yeah so another thing about the moon too um it's it's called cross sinistry when i i actually tend to hang out with a lot of leos even though i'm a sagittarius because my sun um is in the same sign as or sorry my moon is in the same sign as their sun Mm -hmm. so they are actually living out how i feel on the inside Mm. so Chelsea, you you feel so comfortable with Sag energy because that's who you are on the inside, even though you may not completely display that publicly. Glenn is actually living out how you feel on the inside. So a lot of the time, some friend synastry can be like if you have the same moon and sun. Um, Interesting. Interesting. But what what does it mean that I want to live out like a Sag? (laughs) So it's it's on the inside. It's, It's really... Um, when your moon is in a completely different sign, 
it's who you are on the inside and so you may not be completely living out how you feel on the inside because your sun is in a completely different sign it's in capricorn in the sixth house mm -hmm. so i mean the sag sun is all about or sag moon is all about freedom these people mm -hmm. love their freedom um they love you know they don't like structure they don't really know where they are going to be next they don't want to really like they don't owe you an explanation of where they're going to be next. And mm -hmm. they're just very, fr they're freedom loving people versus Capricorn. It's well by Saturn. It's all about restriction and structure, um, doing what you're supposed to be doing. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's a methodology to Capricorn. So they're completely different signs and yeah. completely different people. Would you say that would come yeah. out maybe when you've had a couple shots of tequila? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Damn, that's no. true. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And you okay, have anything? four planets. You have four planets in Capricorn in the sixth. You have your sun, Mercury, Neptune, and Uranus. Um, so we call that a stellium. And that means there's like just a, like a high concentration of energy in that sign. Mm -hmm. So you are really, you have a lot of Capricorn energy. That's a very um, signature part of your chart. And that, that. Yeah. the only thing I know about Capricorns is they're leaders. That's yes, all I they are. Hear. But yep. what is there anything else about them? <laughs> <laughs> so Capricorn is another cardinal sign, and that's what ushers in winter. And the, yeah, they're leaders. Um, Capricorn, in the essence, is an earth sign. And it's all about structure, um, hard work, discipline. Um, they're very career-oriented. They want to be on top. Um, actually, it's similar to a Scorpio. They love power. Um, that's mm. you can see a lot of Capricorn CEOs or, or CEOs with a you know a prominent Capricorn placement, whether it's a Moon or a Rising. Um, mm -hmm. They're just very grounded people. They're actually a really great match for Scorpio. Like I actually think, interesting. Yeah, I think that could be a great match for you or another Earth sign. Oh, but her um, man is a Sagittarius. A yeah, of yeah, course. So that makes sense. Scorpio. Yeah, because you have a moon in Sag. <laughs> that makes so, so much very sense. Comfortable. Yeah, you're comfortable so with that energy. Yeah, because I feel like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Oh, my well, let's God. Talk about, let's talk about love. So you have actually have an exalted Venus. Mm -hmm. So you have your Venus and Pisces in the eighth house. Um, so Venus and Pisces, when a sign is, or when a planet is exalted, it actually has an easier time to, um, expressing itself. So mm. Venus is all about love and romance and um, fun and play and creativity. So it has an easy time really expressing that. The only downside is it can over-romanticize and place the partner on a pedestal. Mm. So <laughs> you can end up being very picky about partners. Like um, mm. you romanticize them and then they don't live up to this perfect expectation. And you're like, all right, this is, I've had enough, I'm done. Yeah. Um, so I think that's one thing with a, a Venus in Pisces is no one's perfect. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, not all loves are going to be romantic all the time. Yeah. Um, and I think also you're very, um, loyal and you expect that same loyalty back in a partnership and you also expect full and complete devotion. Yeah. <laughs> um, with it being in the eighth house, it's actually oh a Scorpio God. house. So you have a little bit of Venus and Scorpio energy there. Um, even though it's Venus and Pisces, because it's in the eighth house, it's kind of giving it that edge as well. Um, and then actually, you also have Saturn in Aquarius in the seventh house. So that kind of also adds 
to the um, discernment and pickiness when it comes to partners um, because Saturn slows things down and really you know picks apart things and wants to make sure that everything is um, you know structured and you know working mm -hmm. so I think it kind of gives that similar energy where you're yeah you're extremely picky when it comes to partners so that may delay marriage a little bit because you're like I want to find the perfect person and I'm not going to settle for less which I think is a good thing yeah you know, so sounds like I you found threw the in person. that's good <laughs> do you know any more of his chart um he's December 10th that's all I know I don't know what time he was born <laughs> I'll have to find that out. Yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> gonna hit you up offline. And I know. Yes. We're gonna figure this out. Yeah. Um, Thank you. And you're also yeah. Pluto in Scorpio in the fourth, um, as well. Um, and I actually have that placement. So, um, I don't know. In like early childhood, was there a lot of um, stress or um, just like you you felt like the home was not the most comfortable place to be in? Hmm. I don't know, because, like, I'm, like, I feel like my mom, like, made it so comfortable. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I have to reflect on this. Yeah. But the things you said about, like, love is definitely something that, like, so, for instance, if I get into an argument with someone, whether it be a friend or a lover, I, like, want to cut them off immediately, mm -hmm. which I understand is not a good yeah communication method because <laughs> you're gonna argue with people sometimes but yeah that's definitely my go-to i'm like okay this is not working for me bye yeah yeah and that that can that's a very saturn very cutthroat like saturn quality um but i think i don't think it's t necessarily a bad thing i just think giving people second chances or you know really communicating your needs you know is, is a good first step um, I mean, I, I also see that the Pluto and Scorpio in the fourth is squaring your um, Saturn and Aquarius in the seventh. So I don't know if some of that comes from um, your parents or I don't know what their relationship dynamic was, but maybe you're trying to avoid a similar dynamic or avoid mm, yep. <laughs> repeating those past things. Um, so it's it's subconsciously playing out now. So I think that's the one of the reasons interesting yeah. cool wow that i'm shook i'm me too really shook. Yeah. i love this me too <laughs> oh my god wow do you, do you i guess a final question would or you guys can add i don't know why i'm like final question because <laughs> you're a capricorn <laughs> okay i'm also a sad and a leo did you not just listen <laughs> okay wait but question what is something that we because we're all different mm -hmm. is there something that we need to keep in mind when dealing with each other I would say or like any advice you have or, I guess mm -hmm. I think remember that you guys are all friends first because mm -hmm. um, I think with just the business partnership parts of your charts I think you guys can be a little cutthroat in terms of like you know, perfection and um, trying to maintain your vision. So mm -hmm. I think keep in mind that you guys are all friends first and everyone has different perspectives. 
and sometimes you may win some sometimes you may lose some um so making sure to work together and yeah remember your friends first that's what i would say oh that's yeah, really good like that. that's yeah. really good yeah. Oh my God! No, this is so great. Now I'm just waiting around looking for my spiritual man. <laughs> right, you need to go to some, go to some ceremonies, meeting. girl. <laughs> wow, and I need to go find a Taurus. Yes, I need to go. Are there like dating apps for signs? Oh, right, I that's know. That's a good idea. Right, that's the idea, okay. girl. I think yeah, there have been some that. in the past, but. I think it was kind of difficult to get the guys on board. Right. Because guys are always, like... Yeah. N- I wouldn't say always, but so many guys are just, like, don't even know their sign. I know. Right. Or they it's, may, and they might be like, oh, this, doesn't, this is dumb. It doesn't make sense. Right. But then you start reading so them, and they're like, say that. wait, but what? What does it say now? <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's um, definitely a big factor in the dating. I'm like, um, when's your birthday? And if you happen to know what time you were born, that'd be great as well. Thanks. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I need to look up your chart right now. Do I own co-star? I've done that a couple <laughs> times. Don't you, you do that on, like, all your dates, Shade? Yeah, this one guy I'm talking to is a Cancer, and I'm like, oh, but he's a Gemini rising or Gemini moon. And I'm like, yeah! Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love that. If there's one, like, many takeaways from this, but looking at a potential partner's moon. Yes. Oh my god, yes. you guys, I'm so shook. I'm about to fall out the window. Why did this Scorpio man just fucking text me? Uh, I oh have my to god. Throw my phone. Wait, is he from the oh, past? Oh my gosh, yes, girl. Well, he's trying. He's from the past. Himself being the past. From he the keeps past. Popping in the future. My heart is <laughs> racing. Oh my goodness. Well, so you know, actually, with Mercury oh. retrograde, there's a shadow period. So oh we're god. in that right now. We're so in the, the shadow. energy, yeah, the energy is like started pretty much. Girl, girl, yeah, yeah. girl, yeah. girl, girl, yeah. girl. Why is this happening? Wow. Yeah. Oh, not even gonna get that. I thought anymore. he was blocked. I did too, girl. I had a moment of weakness. We could talk about. It oh, did you unblock it? I, girl, I went searching in my um, iCloud or something because I blocked <laughs> and deleted. I've the done number. that. I've done that. So it's like, not good. Don't do it. Number. Don't do it. <laughs> Mm-mm. I have a question. Mm-mm. Yes. Um, okay, if I know my partner's uh, month, day, and year and place, but don't have the time, is that just a waste of time? Like, you need that information? Not a complete waste of time. Like, I could find out most of the information, just not the rising and the houses may not be accurate, but I, I could pretty much find out, like, sun, moon, um... Mars, Venus, and like the you know the outer planets like Pluto, uh, Saturn, like you can find out most things. Like I usually will just put the uh, time at noon, okay, and they kind of go from there. But it's best to know the time if you can. Okay, yeah. Well, then I'll wait till I know the yeah. time. And the rising the sign changes. Like, so. Dump him. <laughs> just <kidding>. <laughs> like no. <laughs> and another thing too, I always say like, life's a journey, and mm-hmm. I think you know. Dating incompatible signs teaches you a lot about yourself. And I think, Glenn, for, sure. for you, like, actually, when you meet Scorpios, you meet them for a reason. Oh um, because we have such transformative energy. The reason why you may meet a lot of Scorpio men is because it's just, like, it's just triggering something that needs to be transformed. I was going to say, well, those are always, like, transformative relationships for me. Yeah. And they come at, like, times yeah. of 
like I don't know growth or like when I'm about to transition into something yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. Woo, yeah. My it's goodness. heavy energy. It's heavy so energy intense. to carry yeah. around, girl. They're oh intense people. Um, so we we yeah. have a, a segment called yes. What Would You Do? And we want, you know, we want you to stay on and, and yeah. add your opinion too because we want some Scorpio energy yes. in here. Shade, do you have the What Would You Do? I do. So okay. this one I chose because I heard you speaking a lot about parent-child relationships, so mm-hmm. I thought that this would be interesting. So it says, Dear BGT, thank you so much for doing the show. I listen every Wednesday and love you guys. Thank you. We love you too. Um, I don't want to share my name, but my mom and I have a really intense relationship. We argue sometimes and she takes things way too far. Ooh, she once called me a stupid bitch. Um, And I don't think parents should ever speak to their kids that way. Should I cut her off or is there a way to fix this? Please help Damn, me that's out. Tough. That's hard. Thank you. Mm. I mean, I'm just hopping right in. I'm not one to say like cut off your parent or family member. I would. I mean, I guess I, I think we were all really jarred by that stupid bitch comment. But I would. Yeah. I would like to know more of like what it looks like. Like you're, you're arguing a lot, but. Is it distracting you from like your productivity? Like how it's it? I, I I've always heard this. Like with certain family members, if they feel like they're draining from you to the point where you cannot function, you need to cut that off. If it's like a communication thing, and thinking about if you're I don't know if you're black, African American, um, but a lot of the times the way that like our parents' generations were raised, mm. there's a different kind of parenting was happening yeah. sometimes. Um, so she might have her own traumas and stuff that she's working through and hasn't really figured out how to like talk to you as her child. And you guys might need some counseling, perhaps. Yeah, I was Family literally therapy. Gonna, yeah, I yeah. was gonna suggest that. Yeah, I, I feel where you're coming from, Glenn, but I also do think and it's interesting that you mentioned being black or African American because I think within our community we're kinda like no matter what, like, you know, it's our mom. But mm. I feel like at what point, and I don't know what you've already tried. Have you already tried therapy? Have you already spoken to her and said, hey, when you speak to me like this, it makes me feel small. Like, I don't like it. I, it hurts my feelings, blah, blah, blah. If you've done all the steps, like, at what point At what point do you put yourself first? I don't know. I don't know. It is tough. But I do think mm. other communities... I think we we kind of just are always like it's 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 your mom, you know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm imagining like even trying to approach your mom with that kind of vulnerability, like that that can be diff- really difficult too, especially if it's like the way that you guys are communicating right now is so intense. So I don't know. That's that's hard. That's a hard Damn, one, girl. I'm hard. so really I'm sorry. Yeah. I have an interesting opinion on this one, but I wanted to let you guys um, speak first. <laughs> but she said she once called me a stupid bitch. So right. I don't know. It seems like this might have just happened out of like, you know, an angry moment. Right. Like we might need more context. I don't think it's okay for her to speak to her that way. But I also think that your m- moms are also people and right. they make mistakes and they get angry and their you know circumstances obviously that led up to that mm-hmm. so I wouldn't like fully harp on that if this isn't like 
a habit if it like happened one time but yeah definitely like have that conversation with her let her know how that made you feel um and maybe figure the root out of like what your arguments are caused by like I know for me I could never like live with my mom or live too close to my mom (laughs) but yeah same (laughs) and like it's and like I love her to death but it's just funny actually my mom has I think my mom's a Leo moon and like I think an Aries or a Sag so she has like she's but a Pisces sun so she has a lot of fire and we're very alike so she'll come into my apartment and be like why do you have this this way why is this that way you should Mm. do this you should do that that. and I'm like oh my gosh it drives me crazy but she's like very opinionated and in your face and it's just you know one of my things is just like well this is my home (laughs) you do not live here (laughs) so I love your opinion I love you but I need my certain space and like I set those boundaries or like she'll ask me something and I'm like I'm not going to speak to you about that because I don't want to get into it because I know where it's going to go. So I would say like having those boundaries and kind of figuring out like what's triggering these arguments and there's, is there a way to avoid that? Yeah, Yeah. I think boundaries is a big, that's a big thing because sometimes with family, boundaries can be blurred. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, me and my mom have a great relationship, but you know, at times we can get into arguments and I think it's just her not, especially, you know, being 31 years old, not realizing there's boundaries now that I'm older right um so I think it's just trying to communicate that in a respectful way I think is a good first step but I also was going to recommend therapy as well like you both going and there being like a third party yeah because I think you know it's your mother like I, I take that stance as well um and I think working on healing the relationship is important yeah versus completely cutting you know someone off so right for yeah. sure. I agree. Can I ask? A, sorry. I was just going to quickly say, though, I think sometimes some people, and, and again, this is if it's not a one-time thing and she's always, you know, hurting you with words. Like, that's abuse as well. Like, it's not only physical. So if someone's going to be verbally abusive to you, even after you've tried things like talking to them and therapy and blah, blah, blah. I don't really care who that person is. Yeah. yeah no, I, I agree, agree with that as well. For yeah. sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck, girl. Yeah. I'm sorry. That yeah. sounds horrible. Maybe let her listen to this. Let your mom listen so she knows that it's really bothering you yeah. so much that you had to write into a podcast. If you could write a letter. Too. Yeah. 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 That could be nice. Figure out your forms of communication. Yeah. Damn. But what were we going to say, Shade? Oh, um, this is completely unrelated, and I'm really switching gears here, um, so I don't know if we want to get into this, but it just, you know, it's on my spirit. All right. Go ahead, girl. <laughs> Let okay. it off. Um, what are people's thoughts on this cucumber challenge thing? Because... Oh, don't tell me that that's so... turned into a challenge. Okay, so I don't know if everyone's familiar, but... Wait, what is it? On Instagram. <laughs> oh, okay, yes, yeah, so I'm going to say, on Instagram, some young ladies are... Uh, showing fellatio oral sex techniques on cucumbers <laughs> and it's really no. you know uh, 
seemingly gone viral. I none You're of this lying. is on my feed. Yeah. Like I don't have none of this is on my feed. I have not seen the cucumber it. challenge on my feed, but I've seen people talking about people doing Searching the challenge on my feed. Yeah, it yeah now I'm looking with, right now. Boosie. So I think his name on Instagram is like official Boosie or something. But it Who started with him. He's like a rapper. Uh, like Lil um, Boosie? Lil yeah, Boosie. Lil Boosie. Oh, Boosie. okay. Okay. Yeah, so he posted it on his Instagram. And was like, I'm scared of you or something like that. Oh, mm-hmm. And there was this woman in a car like slobbing on a cucumber as, good Lord, it was. Intense. I mean, it, that was something was fantastic, yeah. really, to watch her work. I will just say. <laughs> fantastic <laughs> to watch her work. I personally but, think it's very inappropriate. Yeah, now people are like, this is ridiculous. These ladies like, have no respect for yourselves why are you doing this for men like yeah because i feel men like are commenting women are commenting i totally commenting. understand when people are like oh sexual because like they just fucking feel like <gasps> it or they're doing it for themselves but i think this is a total like hey boys look at what i'm doing oh my god oh i'm my looking god. at, I'm looking at it right, right now a party they all have cucumbers yeah, in their it's mouth weird. like it's like it's, it <laughs> seems like fuck? i don't know well when it i first saw like that post women Yo, because when I saw that post of the girl going ham, still that I mean I can't get that video out of my head. Side Damn. note, um, there was mad people in the comments like, "That's not how you do it. You gotta do this, this, this." Like they definitely <laughs> took it as a way to yeah, like she was killing it. How to how to they just wanted to like step up and be like, "Oh, I got skills." Like people, they're like, "I'm proud of my technique." <laughs> um, yeah, I'm on. I'm half and half. I know. Half of me is like. Okay, this is a lot. There's there's a lot going on here, and it does. Yeah, it, it's obviously inappropriate. It's like, um, what's the word? Simulating <laughs> head on the internet. Yeah. But then the other half of me is just like, sure, whatever, do whatever you want. Because there was the eggplant challenge, and men were, you know, just having their dick prints out. And That's a print. yeah, but like, you can't help that if you're if you have a big dick and it's in no. Your they were doing it on purpose and like posting like hashtag with the eggplant. <gasps> like the game was doing it. Like a lot of male rappers oh, were doing yeah, it. Do that. Well, that goes wonder, to like the whole adage, like. You know, if men do it, it's fine. But then if women do it, you know. Right. It's an and issue. Then, like, it's, not like women, it's not like men are out here, like, with a peach. Like, <laughs> I bet you this is going to start next. Gonna I would actually home, love to see that. And they're going to be, I like, was gonna sucking say. on it like it's a vagina. That's like, disgusting kind of <laughs> Yeah. And then if so guys did it, would people be like, you're degrading yourselves, men. No, nobody's gonna wife you, man. You're no longer a king. Like, no, no, no. They're not that. gonna say that. No, they're gonna be like, okay, hey, sliding in DMs. So right. that's the other side of me. That's just like, if the girl wanna suck on a cucumber, let her suck on the cucumber. I do you, boo? I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I do know. believe. Like, I do truly believe dick sucking is an art. Like the way that I see some of these skills, I'm like, this is really something else like this is interesting although i uh, yeah it's a, it's a bit much there i was just cracking up looking at some people's stories there's like girls acting like they're about to start doing it and then they like stick the cucumber in a food processor or yeah. like <laughs> they start chewing on it like that's hilarious it's just um, like these like the, i think people also forget that the internet uh doesn't go away yeah so your kids are gonna see this possibly maybe your family members that's true i don't know i don't think yeah. everything is for everyone to see like but they clearly don't care like for yourself. Once you put it on instagram you you don't I think they'll care if the wrong person saw it yeah i don't even know if that they know that they can yeah, care or not thinking. yeah exactly they're I being agree. uh 
you know, it's a challenge, so let me do it. I don't think they're thinking it through. Oh, God. Well, then that's a problem. That's a problem. You got to think through your actions. I feel like if you rationalize it, there is no point of putting a video on Instagram of you aggressively sucking on a cucumber. (laughs) Yeah, but I feel like. What is the point of that? What does that do for you? We allow certain people to get away with things, and then, I don't know. That's, That's my perspective because like it's just you know your common girls but if it was like Raquel Savage did it people would be like oh yes bitch <laughs> oh because that's her work but, but Raquel right? Sav- yeah that's her work and and she is a she's a she's a prostitute and she's proud of that and you know she loves being a sex worker and she gives like courses on how to make your sex life better like she kind of does things with a purpose like I feel and like these girls are just doing it for uh, rappers or but or maybe you just, just wanted to do it just to do it because you like yeah you could be like a dick. sexual person and like that's who you are in your day-to-day right like yeah. if people that see, like know you offline they're like oh i mean you're so I nasty get, i get that a majority of these girls are probably just do anything for clout <laughs> yes, oh. yes, yes. but at the same time i feel like it's just annoying like i i get i'm okay with like the women coming in like some female rappers have been like okay ladies like let's think about this because you know i'm all cash doll was like i'm all for a challenge but let's you know look before you leap and i respect mm. that but then yes, they're like exactly they're male rappers like no one's ever gonna wife you whores and oh, I'm like, oh my god oh my god, like, oh my god. Down. That's a wow. place. but they're also male rappers wow. that are like Somebody give her my phone number. Right. Because I'm seeing people in the comments is sliding in on the back end through the DMs. Fuck out of here. I just think, like, I'm not really... Forget the men for a second. Just, like, woman to woman. Like, I I just don't see the purpose. Um, But, again, everyone has the right, obviously. But my opinion is it doesn't make sense. I mean, let's just say you're not going to see us with no cucumbers. Yeah, I'm not doing it. (laughs) Challenge for me. Oh my Maybe god! Privately, but like I just had to throw that Instagram. out there. That was really, that was, was really just, it was on your spirit, top of mind. Well, because then Amber Rose got in it, and you know she was like, "Y'all are so annoying. Just let the girls do what they want to do." <laughs> and I was like, mm, "That's um, true too." But there's thought. There's like there's. I feel like you know I'm not a therapist, but I don't think they're just doing what they want to do. I think there is there are reasons that people do things like work on the gram all the time or uh suck cucumber on instagram or only post racy pics i think there are reasons for that i don't think yeah. it's just because you want to do it well i think there's like variety of reasons like some people that yeah, twerk variety. on the gram like literally have a great technique right, and that's exactly, a little that's a exactly. little less of- offensive and to quite honestly than like sucking a cucumber i don't know no i'm very interested i don't care but yeah i think is sometimes it's a little deeper yeah, it's true. Our culture is very interesting, girl. Yeah, I, I feel like it's know. because of men that people feel like they have to do shit like this. Whatever, fuck that. In a dream world, my whole Instagram would be nudes, but alas, <laughs> I would be a whore who can't get wifed. <laughs> ah! I <laughs> mean, oh, all gosh. your pictures you posted would be nudes. Of course. I'm I take dead. notes every day of myself and they just sit in my phone. Uh, I would love for people to see it. I completely get like women like Aisha Curry who will turn up their nose because it's about not being a wife. For me, it's not about not being a wife. It's just like, what is the point? You know what I mean? Maybe they think it's fun. I don't know. I think I just can't get into their mind. So I don't think it's. But I'm saying I don't think it's. I think it's because we have a society where 
women feel like they need to do things for other reasons. Mm. Like, I feel like her seeing all the rappers being like, oh, I got to get on a date with you, da, 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 made other women feel like, oh, let me do it too. Oh, I never even thought about that. Like, they were thinking they get chose. Mm, not, not like literally, but like, I think that has to do with the psyche of it all. It wasn't just like, because I like sucking on cucumbers and it's fun. <laughs> oh my God. Well, well I'm sure learn something new every day. I know, right? Because I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, but thank you so much for your time. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, <laughs> that one left. Wait, our last segment is? It is Black Girl Doing Shit. And that is <laughs> you, girl. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank the, you. The way that you gave our readings was so thoughtful and... Um, informs and just oh my goodness like i and facts and facts and just (laughs) i I, it was just i I never experienced anything like that before um how can our listeners book you have you give a reading to them yes so you can find me on instagram at lilith l-i-l-i-t-h astrology and also my website lilithastrology.com and you can also book me for a reading um, I do in person if you're in the New York area, or I also do remote readings like Google Hangout or Skype, whatever works for you. Um, if you don't live in the New York area, then that's how you can find me. Amazing. That's so cool. Wow. Yeah. This Thank is you guys. so cool. Following you right now. Yes. yes follow me. And you have a lot of cool stuff coming up. <laughs> um, I know you do, you drop videos on yeah. IGTV, so people can always go onto your page also. Um, yeah. to learn more. Ooh, sorry. Amazing. Well, yeah. thank you so much, girl. I yeah, feel like yes. there's a part two coming on here because I just need to know more. Or maybe yes. I'll just, you know. All right. Yes, I would love to. Well, thank you all for tuning in. As always, um, yes. follow us at Black Girls Texting. If you have a what would you do or just want to uh, give us some feedback, that's hello at blackgirlstexting.com. Please rate, comment, and subscribe. And that's yeah. it. Thank and you so out much. what time you were born. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> thank yeah, you. Thank, thank you, ladies. All right. Bye. Bye. bye.